trending news right now. All right, thanks to the comments there. Let's talk trending news. Thanks, Uncle Fred and Uncle JJ. <laughs> Please stay with us, Uncle JJ. And we're so great to hear you in high spirits uh, this festive. Busisiwe uh, Khatebe joining us now for our uh, look at what's happened in social media. We look at the last 72 hours since it is uh, Monday, so taking a look at the weekend, our social commentator and SABC digital news writer. Khatebe, how are you this morning? Good morning, Asa. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you so much. Are you still around? I am around. Oh, well, home is here in Soweto. So I'm with. I'm, I'm at my parents' uh, parents' home, which means the kids are with the coco. Ah. So I am with all my nieces, <laughs> all five of them, and it's K-pop all the way. Oh my goodness! I know what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. So have you had to? Deal with any difficult social questions so far from the uncles and the aunts and everybody? No, no, no. I'm, Are you like I'm me? You're one of those lucky ones. We have a family I'm that's the just... in this instance. So ah, okay. My brothers are the, the fathers, so no social, no awkward questions. No. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's talk uh, hashtag Rasi. That's our first topic today. Uh, the suspended SA rugby director. He's not sitting just folding his arms at home, eh? What is he up to? <laughs> <laughs> he's been very busy. I say, you know, uh, as you mentioned, he has he's, he's on suspension as we speak, 60-day uh, suspension. But, you know, he's been um, doing something of um, a routine of posting videos. Mm. And this time he posted a clip of himself and he says he was auditioning for the Guijo squad. Um, the Guicho squad, they, they, it's a sports uh, fans movement, you okay. know, and he was dancing and it was quite interesting and it wasn't really bad, the dancing, um, even though he made fun of himself saying, you know, uh, yes, guys, I mean, I'm not the greatest of dancers. But a lot of people had a good laugh about it, and, you know, people were loving it. And some people are actually enjoying um, these posts, these videos that he's posting on social media. So what is this Guijo Squad? Is it sports fans who post uh, videos of themselves dancing or, or what? So what I've, I've, I've gathered and seen with their websites and social media, um, it's almost like um, they, 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 it's like they cheerleaders, but oh, okay. it's... it's it's made up of fans, um, uh, rugby fans who you know who are always at games and they've got placards that they raise and they're always having fun. And um, so they say they, 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 their purpose is being a catalyst for transformation in South Africa sports. So it's made of different races, different cultures. So yeah, it, it looks like you know a. A bunch of fun, a bunch of fun crowd mm. um, at a sports game that you will see. Okay, that's that's great. Uh, <laughs> that's, that sounds wonderful. So he's saying that they've accepted his membership, Erasmus, into this Quijo squad. So there's quite you don't just get in, hey? No, you don't. It, it's not that easy. So they did uh, tweet that you know they accepted his membership. They also sent him some brandy. Um, as a welcome <laughs> gift to the family. That might um, loosen but, his muscles a bit and make him dance a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> correct, correct. Okay. You know, he's even posted some videos where he, he poked fun at the situation of being banned. He was uh, dancing to Ice Ice Baby, but he, for him it was Ban Ban Baby. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> he's saying, look, he's sitting idle. 
um, it's the worst thing, but he's trying to make fun of, you know, the situation and not just, you know, be bored. And yeah. he's entertaining uh, people on social media. Well, what can you do? I love his approach. I mean, don't be gloomy. Try and, and find the, the humor and fun in, in things. We need to just be in positive mindsets, uh, if anything, you know? Exactly. And it's the festive season. And also, Asa, it's been one of those years, you know, we we got it from last year and it's just you know continued to this year so it's good when we see uh, fun positive uh, videos or tweets or posts on social media it lightens up uh, a lot of people because you don't know what people are going through some people you know just to see this and have a good laugh exactly. it's good for them yeah Another thing that's been continuing, I don't know when we'll see the end of this, the Jacob Zuma saga. Now we know the latest uh, being that the Gauteng High Court in Pretoria had ruled that the National Commissioner of Correctional Services, Arthur Fraser's decision to release the former president, uh, Jacob Zuma, on medical parole was unlawful and has set that aside. And then now the Zuma and uh, the Department of Correctional Services are trying to appeal this decision. I don't know when this is just going to be wrapped up, but uh, what is the the, the, the the latest on this? Um, so the foundation did announce also, Asa, that tomorrow on Tuesday, um, they've been given the date to argue uh, Zuma's appeal against the ruling to return to jail. And, you know, what you are saying is what a lot of people are saying, including some analysts, that, you know, why are we still on this case of the Zuma? One analyst actually said, Asa, um, what good will it serve the public for Zuma to go back to jail right now and, you know, declare this medical um, uh, parole uh, unlawful? What happened to the massacre in Marikana? What happened to the Phoenix in, um, massacre? You know, they kept speaking like that, saying, what's going on there? Where's justice there? But all the time, people are fixated with uh, the former president. Another another thing people are saying, are saying, you know, those who, who brought these charges, I mean, who went to court uh, fighting this um, uh, medical parole, which is the DA uh, amongst many other people, they say, look, why don't you focus rather on service delivery? I mean, you know, it's it's we're always seeing Jacob Zuma trending, and it's court cases. It's costing money, mm. so some people are actually tired. It's costing us uh, our peace uh, of mind, also. I mean, really. Yes, 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 and um, yeah. So people are like, <laughs> some are just over it, and um, this comes after he released his book, which was sold out. Uh, last week, after mm. um, his so-called tell-all book. So um, it's quite interesting, the developments. And, um, you know, I think we're still going to see him trending for a while. And there were threats of unrest. Um, some people saying that what we saw in July is nothing. Um, they're planning a big unrest. But um, the police minister and justice minister were calling for calm and saying for any eventualities, they are ready. The thing for me, I, I just like finality. I like things to be wrapped up and we move on to the next thing. It, it just bothers me that things can go on and on and on like this. As yes. you say, you know, even the tweets are saying, guys, we are tired now. Because yes. it's going to go back and forth also in terms of the conditions of medical parole. How yes. terminally ill was he? 
then it's you know proof after proof and then it's this one after this one to testify because now the the information that was received was, was that Zuma suffers from multiple comorbidities and then that's also under condition and then treatment also that he's had obviously in the time that he's been at home uh, in the three months that's also going to come under scrutiny we're never going to see yes. the end of this we don't, we won't Asa, and really um for for you know what people people are going through the most and uh, this we don't necessarily want to see such news all the time it's draining and um we'd like to see other things take place we'd like to see politicians also, I mean, also it's a form of him taking accountability, but it's a lot of back and forth. A lot of these cases is back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then there's ho- it's a holiday they- now, you know, people yeah. are not going to show up when they're supposed to. People won't be ar- around and available when they're... So- Ooh, just delays <laughs> after delays. Exactly, exactly. And as you mentioned, they've got uh, a lot of things that they want to, you know, dispute. The Department of Correctional Services, as you mentioned, they are also appealing. They filed a 22-page application. So we're going to see how they're going to, yeah, what's going to happen with them, as well as the Jacob Zuma Foundation, how the appeal will go. And we'll see if it's overturned or if it remains in place. But, Yeah. yeah. Even the delivery of that 22-page application to appeal uh, uh, Mato Jane's far-reaching ruling, we, yes. I mean, that on, on its own, is, it could take like two months, just that 22-page application, the delivery thereof. Um, okay, let's move on. So we're going to be speaking about Jacob's summer for hey, a while. Wait, no, for a while. Yo. <laughs> Okay, let's talk uh, hashtag Kentucky. Let's go overseas mm. now. Uh, not so great is what happened there. I mean, 70, over 70. Well, mm. there's conflicting reports because 78 says the, um, the, the, is it the mayor, the governor, and then 75 says the health department. So we don't know. But it's over 70 people who are dead in tornadoes, yes. uh, because of tornadoes in the U.S. Yes, Asa, you know, and we saw scenes of damage and recovery all over the internet, all over the news. Um, people are just going through, you know, a devastating time. The president of the U.S. also went to Kentucky to, you know, to see and assess the damage. Mm. Um, and they say, you know, it could be, it could, the damage could go up to billions of U.S. dollars. But um, it's the, these tornadoes, it was in Kentucky and other states. So, you know, in other states, it's um, over 90. We'll say over 90, you know, as you say, there's conflicting reports yeah. um, of the exact amount of people who passed on. And it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking, you know, when you see what other people are going through, um, you know, during this time. Um, uh, going even coming back home, yesterday there was a fire that gutted down, you know, some shacks in Pau, mm. um, in the Western Cape, and people were crying, saying they had bought their children Christmas clothes. Everything is burnt to the ground, and some people have lost jobs because of the pandemic. To start over, where do you start over? So it seems like that 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 are really devastating to see and watch um, in the news. Yeah, and it might seem that the U.S. is better off in dealing with emergencies. I mean, we might say that because they've got the Federal Emergency Management Agency, which is able to provide relief 
Uh, I think they've increased yes. now to about 10,000 US dollars, but it is still devastating. I mean, this is not just about the US's response to devastation, but the devastation mm-hmm. and what it causes for families who are now having to face this festive season in not so much of a festive mood. Yes, you know, burying loved ones and then starting over because thousands and thousands of homes were destroyed. And, um, you know, we've we've been seeing tornadoes via movies where you'd see the destruction of these tornadoes, what they actually do. Um, so it's like starting all over again. And the U.S. right now is dealing with rising COVID-19 um, cases and deaths. So, yeah, it's a lot. They also recently had hurricanes. So, you know, with natural disasters, the, the U.S., um, yeah, they experience a lot of these things. Mm. Let's also move on then. Hashtag Turkey Africa Summit. This is the third Turkey Africa Partnership Summit. That's uh, to obviously target the ties between us in Africa and Turkey and taking it to a new stage. What is the background? So the background is uh, Turkey wants to, you know, deepen economic uh, relations. Um, or ties with Africa and military ties with Africa. And also they want to assist with the vaccination, um, uh, giving out vaccines to the continent. Um, Turkey has relations with Africa, so, you know, they just want to deepen those ties and, you know, foster a relationship to continue on that relationship. And um, also looking at the issues that Africa, um, different so, you know, with the military um, relations, they want to assist with counterterrorism, mm-hmm. um, as we know that, you know, a lot of countries in this continent are facing a lot of terrorism issues. And, yeah, that's, that's the backdrop of it, of, of, of this summit. Okay. Well, I mean, back in 2008, then, in the Istanbul uh, summit, which was formalized then, we had quite a uh, show up then in terms of our leadership in Africa. Felix Chisegedi uh, of the AU, Senegal's yes. Mackie Saul, Ghana's yes. Nana Akufo-Addo, uh, representing ECOWAS as well. Rwanda's uh, Paul Kagame, Zimbabwe was represented. Nigeria was represented. So that, I guess, speaks to Africa's response in wanting to work with Turkey. Yes, that's that's correct. And and another thing, you know, um, I saw that the president of Nigeria, Buhari, was saying that they really do need assistance with with, with the counterterrorism. Um, as we know, in Nigeria, they're facing issues with Boko Haram, and they also were saying that also like to have relations in how to improve climate uh, in the continent. But um, Turkey does have, you know, major military base in Somalia. It has relations. They, they provide um, drones, mm-hmm. uh, armed drones. They have a presence in Libya also, you know, helping with the conflict there. So, yeah, you have a presence already in many of the countries. And you find countries like Ethiopia and Morocco buy arms from Turkey already. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of that. But you know what I found interesting? Uh, the, hmm. Tur- the Turkish uh, president, he was calling on um, a seat that will represent the continent at the UN Security Council. 
Mm. Um, yeah, because he's saying, you know, um, the, the continent has over, you know, uh, 1.3 billion people, and they're not represented at the Security Council, which makes for a good, you know, it, it does make a good argument. Yeah. And he, he's not just talk, he does visit um, the continent, he does spend time in the continent. Um, so it's not like he. he forcing matters here. Yeah, and I mean, I know the Turkish community is quite active in humanitarian and social work as well, social responsibility work. I know in South Africa I've worked with a few groups here and there. So there's different pockets of groups that do the most, I mean, in terms of helping out in those uh, impoverished communities. So let's see how that goes. Uh, Stage eight then uh, of load shedding. So this was uh, said to be a possibility if ESCOM pollutes less. But now, uh, this is after the Department of uh, Forestry, Fisheries and the Environment rejected ESCOM's application, which sought pollution exemptions for its power stations. And they were saying that there's a possibility then that if uh, this is the case, we might get to stage eight load shedding. I can't believe it. You know, even though the, the spokesperson said, you know, no, no, no need to panic, guys. But I can't believe it because since I've been uh, visiting me at home in Soweto, there are random days that we have um, ESCOM will announce load reduction. Load reduction means no electricity for five hours. So what they'll do, they'll cut off our electricity from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. And there are parts in the country that you say it's, it's almost every day that they experience the load reduction. So already we're facing such things. I don't think that um, it's, it's, it's far off. It's possible. I really think it's possible, even though, you know, they're saying don't panic. And the reason that, you know, there was this scare of the stage eight is that ESCOM was given the directive to shut down some power stations um, not compliant to, you know, um, so that they don't cause uh, what's this damage to the environment. With emissions. So, yes, yes, yes. So that's why, you know, then the panic started, they, you know, because there are some plants that, that um, have been operating for a long time and they're about to expire. So that's why there was that scare that, you know, stage eight is a possibility. I mean, I was home this past weekend in the rurals, the, that oh. road reduction or whatever you call it, because there's so many yes. names for it now. It can go for three days there, I was hearing from our, our, some of our family members. At some place it was even gone, uh, I think on Saturday I was speaking to one of my aunts. It had oh. gone from Monday. So that's yes. like six days. And nobody know, even knows what's going on. So that's even beyond and that's the reality people are seeing almost daily. As you know, we saw some protests the other, the other week with depressed residents, you know, complaining that, you know, they don't have electricity. So it's, 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 it's a scary thing because it affects a lot of things. As yeah. It destroys your appliances. It messes up with a lot your schedule. So I don't know. We, we will wait and see, um, you know, as the Spokesperson said we should be calm. Um, they, 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 they know, there's no need for panic. But you know, some analysts are like, "This is a total disaster." Calling ESCOM yeah. liars. You know, they say they are liars. ESCOM had an opportunity to to fix um, things when they got a, a loan from the World Bank back in 2008, 2009. So. 
I thought we, 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 we'll just have to take their word for it for now. But we need to be prepared, Asa. We mm. must have, you know, your gas stoves, your pa- paraffin stoves. We must just be ready. Goodness me. I mean, I understand in terms of uh, we've come with resolutions now from hashtag COP26 in terms yes. of uh, minimum emission standards. But I don't know how this is even making sense or, or, or fair as a developing country. I mean, should we not be focusing more on funding? Isn't that what should be a priority and not these punitive measures on minimum emission standards? This could cost like 300 billion rand for, for ESCOM. Africa is only contributing about 3% of the world's yes. emissions. And I yes. guess ESCOM takes the bulk of that with 1.3%. But comparatively... Why is this even making sense that we should be punished for emission standards instead of being, you know, given funding? I, I agree with you, Asa, because, you know, it's, it's easy to be like, uh, not compliant, let's shut you down. As opposed to giving emissions of the funding in order to alternate, um, instead of completely shutting down. Um, so I, I don't know why... Uh, as, you know, but you know they're saying that it's it's long overdue that these plants have been in operation, and it's not like ESCOM was not aware of mm. of, of of the time, and you know that you know eventually um, they'd have to find alternatives. So you are right; it's easy to be saying shut down, and that's it. There are lots of implications in just shutting down. You can't just shut down a power plant. But you know, um, assist also with the funding. But as some analysts are saying, you know, maybe the fund, you know, the the funds were not used appropriately um, back in the day. So we don't know. Okay, let's leave it there and uh, hope for the best. <laughs> Do you know what happened to summer? Because I'm still looking for summer this December. I don't know what's going on <laughs> with the fog and the dark clouds. You know, last week they were celebrating, saying uh, since B.T. Mabuza was acting, stop. <laughs> he did a lot of things. South Africa was removed from the red list. <laughs> <laughs> but the rains are not going anywhere. As other people were saying, we are still going to see more uh, more rains. And yeah, we must say. But unfortunately, other places it floods. That's yeah, it's, it's been flooding. Even at home, they couldn't plant nicely yeah. on the garden the, Spinach was destroyed, some of the potatoes, oh, because no. when it, it rains too much, it messes the crops. So yes. we are happy for yes. the farmers, but I think the farmers are also going, hey, boy, are we good now, eh? It's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll much. see anyway how yes. it goes. We, we're still going to be happy. We're still going to be here <laughs> in upbeat spirits and enjoying Let's our festive. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Kateb. Enjoy your Monday. Thank you. You too, Asa. Uh, thanks. Busisi Wakadebe, social commentator, SABC Digital News writer. Let's take a short break. It's uh, 14 minutes past five.